Welcome to This Week in the State Line, a conversation with the local people and local topics you care about. Good morning and welcome. I am your host, Steve Summers. We have a lot to get to today, and we start off with the Rock River Valley Blood Center. Desperate need of donations for all kinds of reasons. So we invited Heidi Onabaney here to talk about the blood bank and the uh, need for blood as the cold weather has pretty much stopped everything, and I'm sure it has slowed down the trickle of blood. See what I did there, Heidi? I kind of tied that you in. Did. trickle of blood so good tie-in yeah so the weather has been playing havoc with your amounts of units each week i'm sure yeah weather has been um not our friend the last couple weeks i will say rockfordians are um all the northern illinois southern wisconsin people you know this is nothing for us to go out in the weather so we just encourage people as long as you're safe to come out and donate blood and to keep coming because, you know, we're used to cold weather. So we need people to come in, though, and keep making donations. Because the people in the hospitals, the need doesn't go away. That's right. And you still look for, like, 800-plus pints each week? Yeah, we're looking for 700 people every week to come in and make a donation. And that's actual collected units, because there's a lot of people that don't qualify to give blood. So you need to see a lot of faces. Yeah, we need to see a lot of people. All right, so the best way to schedule an appointment, because you're always open, it seems, right? Is through the website. Well, we try to be. Yeah. <laughs> we have to let our staff go home at some point, but they can definitely um, make an appointment online if they go to our website at www.rrvbc.org, Rock River Valley Blood Center.org. And you can sign up online or you can call us at our, our site if whatever is easier for you. Right. And we have four different places you can give all the time in Belvedere, Perryville. We have a site over by Woodman's. We have one on 6th Street in Rockford. And then we also have a site in Freeport. And then on any given day, we're out in the community, um, different communities every day. So you can check our mobile schedule, see if we're going to be close to you. Are you still testing donations for COVID-19 antibodies? We are. We're definitely still doing that. We're still looking for people that are positive to make CCP, the convalescent plasma. We still have a need for that right now. Um, so we definitely, you know, are encouraging people to come in. And you're taking that blood that you can make the uh, special, I guess you would say, cocktail out of the blood to make sure that it helps other people who are really in a desperate battle against COVID? Correct. So we can take um, a unit of blood and we can not only get red cells off of it, we can get, if you're test positive for the COVID antibodies, we would make a plasma product right there. And then we'd ask you to come back again and just give plasma and we could get four plasma products to help people. Which is amazing. So again, if you're 16 of years of age with a parental consent form all the way up until, I guess, you're still breathing, right? You can donate blood? <laughs> as long as you're well and healthy, we'll take you. <laughs> all right. So rrvbc.org is the website to get more details about that. We're talking with Heidi Onabaney from the Rock River Valley Blood Center, not only about the weather causing havoc and, of course, COVID-19, but then you just referred to me and told me that uh, you're getting calls from Texas for our blood. We are. We've been asked um, nationally, everybody's been asked if they can help out Texas, that we need to help them. These storms have crippled them. They've lost over... Right as of this morning, over 10,500 units of blood at just a few centers and over 3,000 blood drives have been canceled in the last couple of days. And this is going to be ongoing because the next storm is still coming. So they are they are under orders where they aren't even allowed to leave their house, their drive because of the ice and they can't go anywhere. 
So we have to, and again, getting it there is going to be a problem of a logistics for us, but we are able to share. We're going to give them 50 units. Um, that's what we can share at this point. The more people we have come in, obviously we have to meet our local needs first. And once we do that, we will share whatever we can with them. And, you know, that's in our best interest to do to help out our neighbors or not so close neighbors, because if we are in the need of blood, that's what people would do for us across the country. So it's just a, the thing to do for our neighbors. Sure, truly. And so, you know, the first thought I have is, really? Texas wants Rockford blood? Why Rockford? Oh, yeah. Why Rockford? Yeah. Isn't there anything closer to Texas? Well, there are, but there's, you know, not everybody can give a lot. That's the thing. You know, if everybody gives a little, we can fill their need. But, if you know, one blood center can't fill their need. Very true. So don't let the uh, the cold weather, the snowy weather stop you from donating blood. Uh, again, very easy process. RRVBC.org for more details, locations, the schedule that appointment. Is there anything that I'm missing here, Heidi, that you would like to share with our listeners about the Rock River Valley you know, Blood Center? Just the one thing that I want people to remember is that you never know when it might be your day that you, you're a family member or you yourself might need blood. And it's the blood that's on the shelves that saves lives. Trying to make it up afterwards doesn't work very well. So we always have to have an ample supply because tragedies and accidents and Medical emergencies happen every day, and we can't plan for those. So as I'm, as you were talking, I was thinking about the blood going to Texas again. Would that be airlifted, possibly, to make sure it would get there quicker? Yeah, it's going to go on an airplane. We're still trying to do the logistics of that because we don't want to send it if it's not going to get there and then something happens on the way. So we won't send it until we know it's going to land, but it's going. We just have to figure out how it's going to happen. Well, it's excellent that we have the Chicago Rockford International Airport at our fingertips and, and we are the cargo specialist, it seems, in the world. So why can't we make that happen, right? Yeah, we are. <laughs> Always a pleasure to talk to you, Heidi. So again, Rock River Valley Blood Center needs your blood desperately. Go to rrvbc.org for more details. Thank you, Heidi, and uh, have a great week. Thanks, you too. This week in the State Line, we'll be back in a moment. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. While I was lying in an Army hospital in Germany, my parents got a letter that said I had 48 hours to live. They even sent a flag to put on my coffin. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. I left the military with a traumatic brain injury, and when I got home, I fought depression, anxiety, and alcohol, and had nothing to look forward to. DAV provides a lifetime of support to veterans of every generation, helping more than a million veterans each year. With DAV's help, my world changed 100%. I was able to build a new life for myself. With the right support, more veterans can reach victories great and small. I'm Adam Greathouse, Army veteran. But there are more victories to be won. My victory is just feeling alive and experiencing life. Adam Greathouse, thank you for your service. May your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. 
Over 60 and retired? Making ends meet, especially at the supermarket, is tough. BenefitsCheckup.org is a free website that helps you pay for food, medicine, even utilities. Visit BenefitsCheckup.org. This week in the State Line Rolls On, I'm Steve Summers, and we start off with the Rockford Area Convention and Visitors Bureau. John Grower is here to talk about some uh, latest developments. Good morning, John. How are you? Hey, Steve. Good morning. I'm doing great. February being Black History Month, it seemed uh, appropriate that the uh, announcement was that you're looking to add more diversity to downtown, and you've been working with city leaders about this, correct? Yeah, so I think what you might be referring to is a presentation that uh, I, I made along with Marticia Brown from our staff to the city's community relations Commission, um, where we presented the Convention and Visitor Bureau's commitments that we've made uh, and that our board has adopted in policy to um, our diverse communities. Things like uh, working to ensure our staff and our board reflect the diversity of our community, uh, that when we're promoting and marketing the Rockford area, that in our promotions and marketing materials, we're reflecting that diversity, as well as uh, working to ensure diversity in all of its forms is celebrated, uh, that people feel welcome in our community through events and celebrations and conferences that that we partner with or work to bring to the community. So those uh, commitment statements uh, were discussed uh, a little about a week ago with the commission and our staff is uh, busy putting action to our words uh, and those commitments um, in, in our work now on a, on a daily basis. We know that we can all do more to uh, celebrate diversity and uh, champion uh, efforts to uh, embrace uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion in all aspects of our lives. The fact that you've opened up your eyes and you've kind of taken a look and a gut check is really, truly commendable. Uh, Did you find it like, I don't want to say shocking, but kind of like, well, you know what, just looking around, we could use some help too. We could be doing this, correct? I mean, all of us could do that. Yeah, you know, I think there's there's always more that we can can each do in in our daily lives, uh, in the organizations or businesses that we work with um, in, in a lot of respects uh, to be, uh, you know, not, not only to em- embrace diversity more fully, but to to be kind and be thoughtful, right? There, there, there's, there's a lot of undone work in our own lives. But at the Convention of Visitors Bureau last summer, uh, we put out a statement uh, in support of the Black Lives Matters movement. Uh, and But we wanted to go beyond that. And so we uh, were really fortunate to be able to gather together a group of more than a dozen uh, individuals in the community representing um, uh, our diverse communities from a um, from all perspectives, including the LGBTQ community. And over a series of a few months uh, through in-person discussions when that was kind of, when that was allowed uh, and, and virtually as well, uh, we heard feedback about um, our own organization and all aspects of our organization, uh, as well as uh, areas that we could influence in the community uh, to ensure that, um, uh, you know, the work of our organization, uh, you know, fully re- reflects and embraces uh, all, all residents uh, and is open to all visitors. Talking to John Grow this morning from the Rockford Area Convention and Visitors Bureau and uh, about the commitment statements. And a couple of those were hiring a diverse staff, like you mentioned, making sure the ads about our city reflect those who live here. Uh, you just don't think of that very often, and you're right. That could be a very simple change. Yeah, you know, they're um, but but profound, right? We want to make sure that as we promote um, this this community, this great community, that um, uh, we, we we reflect the diversity in all of its forms. Uh, that we um, 
uh, and that we're reaching out to uh, potential visitors who uh, will uh, see themselves in our community. You know, we don't want to only be targeting, you know, uh, a certain segment of uh, the traveling public because um, that's what we've always done. We want to we want to go deeper. We want to go farther, and we want to do the right thing. And so we uh, certainly appreciate greatly the feedback group that worked with us. Um, our board of directors unanimously uh, adopted these new. Uh, commitments and put them in board policies. And as I mentioned, our staff is now working um, to incorporate those commitments into our work. Uh, and uh, we're looking forward to, uh, as we know better, we're doing better. And uh, we, we hope that others will uh, do the same in, in their own organizations. And I know you already started a lot of those implements and changes already. So bravo. Uh, while I have you on the phone, let's talk a little bit about the uh, recent announcement of the Hard Rock Casino, which was approved by the Gaming Board in Illinois. So my question is to you, are you uh, working, actively working now to get this ball rolling in the Convention and Visitors Bureau and or are you waiting until that building is actually there, you can touch it and then you go? Well, I think we'll certainly work ahead when the time is right. You know, I think there is a little uh, misconception, Steve, about what the gaming board has approved so far. So it's called, you know, that they, they approved um, in the, 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 the 815 Entertainment group that partnered with Hard Rock has cleared a major, major hurdle. You know, what, what's called, you know, a, a preliminary finding of suitability. Uh, that's, that's a huge hurdle. But there are a couple other uh, milestones or hurdles that have to be cleared before construction will begin on the temporary casino and certainly the permanent casino. Uh, we think we might have news in the next couple of months about um, whether or not uh, they can begin construction uh, and get the, you know, full full, full green light. Uh, but to your question, when the time's right, we'll work ahead. Uh, we we have been and will continue to stay in touch with uh, 815 Entertainment uh, about uh, the Hard Rock Casino. We're certainly very excited about it. It's been a destination development priority for a few decades now uh, to bring uh, casino-style gaming to the Rockford region, and we think the Hard Rock proposal was a fantastic one. We look forward to welcoming that brand, which is globally recognized to our community and uh, look forward to actively working with them once they get uh, final approvals and begin construction. So without tipping a whole bunch of your cards, we talked a lot in 2020 about things being canceled. Now that we're in 2021, uh, what are you working on? What are you seeing? Is there a trend? Uh, What are you hopeful for in this upcoming year with the Rockford Area Convention and Visitors Bureau? Well, I'm hopeful that the vaccine continues to roll out and uh, that uh, people in our community and all over the country and the world uh, are able to, um, should they want to, uh, become vaccinated. Um, You know, that will be one of the things that it will be the quickest accelerants to uh, regrowing our economy, getting people back to work and getting people traveling again. Uh, We are seeing um, uh, interest from customers, you know, who who book meetings and conferences, who want to do things uh, hybrid, you know, some in person, some virtual. Uh, some tournaments are looking, they want to come back, uh, looking kind of later in the summer, um, you know, but but some early interest, uh, some things that could happen e- even sooner with the current mitigations that are in place. Um, you know, we think, Steve, that it's going to take until 2023 or 2024 to fully recover within the hospitality and tourism industry. You know, yes, uh, you know, th- this past week, um, 
in Governor Pritzker's State of the State address, he talked about the travel and tourism industry being, you know, the hardest hit industry um, in the state of Illinois during the pandemic, as it has been across the country. It's going to take some time, but we are seeing some signs of life. And as the vaccine rolls out, um, and as cases continue to drop, uh, we, you know, we, we think that there'll be a return to travel, and we're looking forward to a, a busy summer season. Well, we do appreciate your time this morning, and while I have you, John, I just want to say congratulations on a somewhat successful stroll on state. Some people thought it would never even happen. Uh, it was just the fireworks and everything else that happened. It actually did work. And uh, we Thank did you. enjoy it. I mean, the decorations were, were probably needed, much needed. Thanks. We, we, we Our team of volunteers and our staff and all of our sponsors really wanted to bring some stroll-like experiences to the community this, this past uh, winter season. Uh, well, we're still in the winter season, but the holiday season. And uh, we're, we're grateful we were able to do that. And our team uh, is already planning for Stroll on State 2021, as well as some other surprises throughout the year uh, that I'll look forward to talking to you about soon, Steve. Absolutely. We'll have, we always love talking with you. Thanks for jumping on so quickly. The Rockford Area Convention and Visitors Bureau, John Grow, talking about uh, diversity and uh, what's ahead for 2021 for Rockford. More of this week in the State Line in a moment. It's Thursday night and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes, and you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work, (laughs) I get it, you're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active, another finger if anyone in your family has type two diabetes, another if you've got high blood pressure, If you're overweight, raise another finger, two if you're very overweight, and three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio prediabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. I've got muscular dystrophy. During COVID-19, kids like me are at a greater risk. Please visit helpmda.org. This week in the State Line, we are talking tasty treats. I am honored to have with us a Girl Scouts of Northern Illinois. Anne-Marie Soderstrom is here to talk about cookies. Good morning, Anne-Marie. How are you? Good morning, Steve. I'm well. Thank you. Here is your chance to get your cookies. And how about a great cause, too? So Um, so we are going to be selling cookies online through our entire cookie program. So it's going to be starting December 14th and ending in the middle of March. 
Wow, that's a lot of time to sell cookies. Uh, we were just talking about how with the pandemic, people have really gone virtual. So this could really be a great thing for you that you are selling Girl Scout cookies virtual. Yes. So we started our Girl Scout digital cookie program uh, long before the pandemic. And so girls have had the opportunity to get online, to set up their own cookie businesses, to start learning how to market digitally and safely in today's virtual world. Um, So when the pandemic happened, uh, our girls were in the middle of the uh, of their cookie program last year, and they had to quickly adapt uh, to not being able to be in person. And thankfully, because they had had such amazing support in doing their online sales um, up until that point, they were able to pivot to their online sales. And a lot of um, our Girl Scouts were able to sell even more cookies uh, because they had the online option. It just seems blows my mind that you said uh, last year when it hit, it's coming up on a year now and we're still dealing with the virtual part of it. Wow. So the Girl Scout cookie sales are up and running. Give us some details about the cookies this year and how much they are and all the fun stuff, the tasty stuff. Yeah, so uh, the biggest news, I can give you that first, which is, so our girls will be opening their cookie businesses online December 14th. Um, However, this year, uh, to uh, sort of entice people to get their cookie orders in soon for the holidays, um, we are going to be offering a discount shipping option for people who order their cookies from a girl online. Um, If they order more than nine boxes, so nine or more boxes, they will get a discount on shipping, which we've not been able to offer in the past. And so we're hoping that that's going to entice more of our customers to maybe bump that order up to 10 and split it between five family members or really, you know, bless one family member or just eat them all themselves. Whatever they want to do. We don't judge here at the Girl Scouts. Um, No Girl Scout cookies have calories. They're all zero. Um, so, and, and they keep our, our cookies keep well in the freezer. And so if you are a person who practices, you know, uh, giving yourself the occasional treat, then the freezer cookies are a great option. All right. So the discount in uh, shipping costs, which is awesome. That's if you order nine boxes or more, you said. Yeah. Nine boxes or more online. We're able to offer a discounted shipping option. So we're really excited about that. That is awesome. All right. So tell us about the uh, flavors for 2021 from the Girl Scouts. We're talking with Anne-Marie Soderstrom about the Girl Scout cookie sales. You can get them at the website. So what's the website, first of all? Okay. The website is www.girlscouts.com. NI, so for Northern Illinois.org, and there's a cookies tab, and you'll click right on the cookies tab, and it'll tell you exactly how you can buy cookies. All right, Girl Scouts, NI.org, and the cookie tab. So, what are we buying? What are we offering this year? Well, I'm going to start with our favorites. Uh, well, I shouldn't say our favorites, but the favorite um, of most people, which is our Thin Mint cookie, which is a delicious, crispy mint cookie covered in chocolate with peppermint oil. And um, these Thin Mints are actually vegan, which is a great option if you've got people that are looking for vegan options. And these are the cookies that people say uh, do freeze the best. And so they're a nice cookie to enjoy now or later, um, you know, cold mornings on January and February. So um, Thin Mints are our top seller uh, cookie. I had no idea they were vegan at all. Yeah. I had very cool. And that's a staple of the Girl Scouts. I mean, that's been around since the inception of cookies, probably, right? That's one. Yeah. One of our earliest, (laughs) one of our earliest cookies. Uh, Then we have a lot of people's second favorite, which is our Samoa cookies. And these are crispy cookies with caramel, coconut, and dark chocolatey stripes. These are chewy and delicious. 
And those are Steve's favorite. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> uh, then we have our classic, our traditional shortbread cookies, uh, trefoils. And these are in the shape of our Girl Scout logo as a reminder that shortbread cookies were the first cookies officially sold by Girl Scouts uh, to raise money uh, to help their community. So that's why we've kept this um, alive and vibrant all of these years in our cookie program. Along with the, uh, the symbolic logo, too. I did not know that. See? Yes. Our nice, uh, our uh, Girl Scout logo. That's awesome. <laughs> then we have our Dosey Dough cookies. These are oatmeal sandwich cookies with a peanut butter filling. Um, these are delicious. Uh, I'm a peanut butter fan. So if you are a peanut butter fan, um, these are our non chocolate peanut butter option, uh, which includes that oatmeal sandwich cookie with a delicious creamy peanut butter filling. GirlScoutsNI.org to get any of these cookies. GirlScoutsNI.org. You're still selling. You got more cookies to talk about. I love this. I do. So we have our tagalongs. That's our chocolate peanut butter option, and that's layered with peanut butter and covered with chocolate coating. These are amazing. These are definitely, if you're a peanut butter chocolate lover, if you love peanut butter cups, um, this is definitely the cookie you're going to want to give a try this year. Um, And then we have our, this is uh, one of our newer cookies, the Girl Scout S'more Cookie. It's a graham sandwich cookie with chocolate and marshmallow filling. So if you can't get around a campfire and make an actual s'more, these are an excellent um, substitute. And you can eat these anywhere. You don't have to be anywhere near a campfire. And you get that delicious um, campfire s'more feeling. Rapidly becoming one of my all-time favorites. Yes, it recently unseated my favorite for uh, of the tag-along, so I've got to say s'mores have been a big hit here. <laughs> and then our newest cookie is our Lemon Up cookie. It's a crispy lemon cookie, and it's baked with inspiring messages, and it lifts spirits across, um, across the movement, across the world. We saw a lot of increase in Lemon Up sales with the pandemic because people needed that extra cheerful message that you can do it spirit. And so our Lemon Up captures sort of that warm and fuzzy feeling. If you love lemon bars or lemon drops, this is right in that lane. It is so good. And then our last cookie is our Toffee-tastic. And Toffee-tastic is our gluten-free cookie. And it's got delicious, oh, they're so good, caramely, toffee, oh, they're amazing, um, inside of a delicious crispy cookie. So it's a great option if you've got somebody who is um, gluten intolerant or gluten insensitive and they're able to have these cookies. All right, again, the Girl Scout cookies are available, girlscoutsni.org. Start buying your cookies, freeze them. It's going to be a long first quarter of 2021 if we're all going to be sheltered in. So you might as well order them now and get them delivered. Do the Girl Scouts deliver them to your door? Is this an Amazon Prime thing kind of come right to your door? So for our early bird, so for our early bird online sales, all of that um, is direct ship. People would get those shipped to their door. We will be offering later in the cookie program, we will be offering contactless delivery. Uh, Girls will have options uh, to deliver to their customers without contact. And they'll have opportunities to participate in virtual cookie booths and um, choose personal delivery if they would like to. And again, all of this, all of the cookie program uh, contact that the girls have is always at their family's discretion and for whatever works best for their family's needs and safety. And we support them in whatever they decide, however they decide to deliver their cookies. We are talking to Anne-Marie Soderstrom from the Girl Scouts of Northern Illinois about their cookie sales. How much are they a box now? 
Cookies are five dollars a box. It's All a right. nice and easy math. <laughs> yeah, five dollars a box, and with delivery to the door, this is like a no-brainer now, which is great. So, what? do the Girl Scouts do with all the funds that are generated from the Girl Scout cookies? Because this is your big fundraiser for the year. It is. It is. Girl Scouts um, are different than traditional fundraisers because our Girl Scouts have the opportunity to sit down with their troop virtually to talk about their goal setting, their decision making, their money management, their people skills, their business ethics. And then once they set those goals, they make those decisions and they go out, they market themselves uh, and their business, and they they do all of this amazing work. And then when they do raise these proceeds, it comes back in and they're able as a group to sit down and say, how do we want to use these funds? Do we want to help our community? Do we want to, you know, um, have special opportunities to help those in need? Do we want to plan an exciting event? you know, for us to participate in? Do we want to go support another um, opportunity, you know, overseas? And there's lots of opportunities for girls to work together. And so we're a little bit different than traditional funders where you're not, girls aren't ever have to raise money for one particular thing. It's their choice, their decision, and they lead the whole process. And a good thing with the Girl Scouts, they utilize Camp McCormick quite a bit, which is outdoors, so it's all good for social distancing, right? Probably didn't yes. utilize it much in 2020, but I'm sure 2021 has plans. We have, yeah, Yes, we have amazing camps. Uh, one of our camps, actually, Camp McCormick that you just mentioned, we are premiering for a first time ever a gnome scavenger hunt for families. We have hidden gnomes throughout our woods, and families who come to family camp with us um, are able to go and find these gnomes and earn the uh, gnome patch. So that's a brand new thing that came to Camp McCormick this season. <laughs> I, I, I picture the Travelocity gnome and amazing <laughs> race type of like, go, and everybody's running through the through the park yes. looking for that. That is very accurate, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> the Travelocity Gnome. So, oh, that's great. That's fun stuff. And that's just the beginning of the skills that you're teaching the girls and the families, too. And, and nowadays, we're all... You know, huddle up together. What a great way to, you know, utilize the family unit. Yes, we have family camping available um, for all of our Girl Scout families at all of our camp properties right now, which is an opportunity for families to experience the outdoors together and have a lot of fun, you know, making memories. I'm so glad that the Girl Scouts have decided to continue on with the Girl Scout cookie sales because, which is a no-brainer in my mind. All right, girlscoutsni.org. Look for the cookie tab. Click, click, bye-bye, get cookies now. I love that so much. Thank you, Anne-Marie Soderstrom. We appreciate your time this morning. Thanks for having us on, Steve. Thanks for listening. Join us next Sunday morning at 6 for another edition of This Week in the State Line, or subscribe to the podcast at rockfordradio.com. This Week in the State Line is produced by Midwest Family Illinois.